Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You tune into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to the whole team here at Salem Radio Network and the Salem Media Group. Hey, have you joined the I Work For Him Nation? I'm getting, we get emails every other day or so, but I know people, some people that are regular listeners are like, Jim, seriously, do I need to hear about this again? Yes, if you haven't signed up to join the I Work For Him Nation, you need to hear this. This is a call out directly from your Heavenly Father to make a commitment, to make a difference in your workplace, to be intentional with your faith in the workplace. And it starts with praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them, looking for ways to befriend these people so that you have an opportunity to be Jesus to them, looking for ways to pray with people when they look like they're having a rough day, all along being people of excellence in your position. So yeah, I got to repeat it because every day there are new people listening that need to hear this, that need to join. Go out to IWorkTheNumberForHim.com, IWorkForHim.com, and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Join today and start making an impact on your workplace tomorrow. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com, IWorkForHim.com. It does take a paradigm shift in our minds as we look at just applying our Christ following behavior to our just every part of our life. And Martha and I talk about it with people all the time. And it really doesn't matter which part of our our walk we're talking about, which part of our lives we're talking about. Romans 12:2 applies. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that applies to everything, how you drive, how you shop, how you relate to your husband, to your wife, to your children, how you relate to your work, how you relate to your friends. It applies everywhere. When we become, when we turn our lives over to Jesus Christ, everything about you and me should be changing. Nobody who ever met Jesus in the New Testament, as it's documented, nobody's life was ever the same. Nobody was ever the same. When they had an interaction with Jesus Christ, They were never the same. What about you? Are you still the same? Or has God been urging you to do things and you've just been saying, hey, hang on, Lord, that's a little awkward. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. You know, that's what it means to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. 
You know, Martha and I have the privilege often of having phenomenal conversations. And today we're going to talk about what's the best way to keep our teams motivated and engaged and feeling part of the team. But we want to open up the phone lines as well to you because each one of us out there is part of a team of some sort, whether you're in part of a team at church, whether you're part of a team at work, or whether you're part of a team in your neighborhood, maybe you're part of a baseball team, a softball team, a basketball team, I don't know, an air hockey team, whatever it may be. Do they have air hockey teams? I don't know. Probably. How about shuffleboard teams? We were in one of our our friends' neighborhoods. They've got those fantastic shuffleboards. You know, shuffleboard is a full contact sport in some neighborhoods. Whatever team you may be in, how are you motivated in a positive way? I'd love for you to call in and share that with us. How are you motivated? We'll open up the phone lines right after the first break. 877-943-9673. Well, they'll be open now. I just won't talk to you just yet. But get lined up. Ace is waiting for your call, 877-943-9673. Martha, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? When you're to, If somebody's motivating you in a positive way versus, well, I don't know, is it really motivating if they're motivating you in a negative way? That's unmotivation, isn't it? Well, I think that's a really old school management style, and that used to be one of the popular ways that they thought they were motivating people through um, you know, being intimidated, motivation through intimidation. Screaming, things like yelling. That. I mean, deep down, no, it doesn't motivate. It may, it may manipulate the situation and make you um, get something done. But do you want to do it again? No, probably not. Yeah. Anytime anybody screamed and yelled at me, yeah, I'd get it done. I'd speak a lot of words under my breath, but I wouldn't respect that person because if somebody's got to scream and yell at you, who are they trying to impress? Well, so, and it may not all be screaming and yelling, no, but it could still be negative. Yeah, right. It could be electric so. shock therapy, whatever they use. <laughs> but but here's the deal. We're going we're gonna to take the glass half full approach because that's Martha's approach, which is just a positive approach. How do you keep your teams motivated and engaged? How does it work for you? 877-943-9673. That's what we're going to talk about today. We are. I'm just always excited about to have a conversation because Martha and I look at things very differently, don't we? Why, yes, we do. Why is that? Because God made us each very unique. Unique. Yes. (laughs) And I think a lot of people out there that are my friends would say, and thank God for that, because two a gym would be twice too many. Uh, But you, we could reproduce a million of you and the world would be a better place. Oh, I don't know about that. But we tend to complement each other by thinking of things differently and coming to the same conclusion but right. in very different ways. <laughs> so let's just you know just preface it. What was one, what's your one of your most favorite ways for you to be motivated? Um, by giving me the opportunity to do something that I really like. And if it's something that's in my sweet spot and somebody's telling me that I'm doing a good job at it, I could be motivated all day long. So is it the sweet spot or the fact that they were giving you words of affirmation that motivates you? Both. Oh, so it's it's a it's um a complicated thing. Well, of course, because I'm a woman. <laughs> I see. Okay. I, I didn't want to make it too simple for you. No, it's really not that complicated. But what I just was, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, well, number one, I would want to be in my in my good spot and doing what I enjoy doing. But then also, if somebody affirms that, that motivates me. All right, so what motivates you? That's the question we're asking you today. What's what's motivating you to be part of a, a productive part of the team? Call into the studio line at 877-943-9673. 
We want to thank you for tuning in today. I know we got people listening all over the world, and we got people listening right here in Tampa Bay and everywhere in between. So thanks for tuning in today as we talk about the best way to keep our teams motivated and engaged and feeling part of the team. And, and here's the deal. We're all part of a team somewhere. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's a baseball, basketball, hockey team. Hey, right here in Tampa Bay, we got a hockey team. What about where you live? All right, but whatever that team may be, somebody's keeping you motivated. Maybe it's your neighborhood, being part of a team. Maybe you're in one of those association neighborhoods. What keeps you motivated to be part of that team? Maybe it's your church team, worship team, your small group team, whatever it is. What keeps you going back? What keeps you engaged? What makes it fun for you? So I want to turn the table, Jim. Martha. <laughs> I'm the host of this show. Uh, you don't get to turn the table on me. You invited me in today. So, hmm, I hmm. get to talk too. So I love the fact that you asked me what it is that motivates me. And I want to hear. What was that again that motivated you? Well, I, I just was saying one thing that motivates me would be to, number one, be doing something that I really enjoy and having somebody affirm that I'm doing a good job. So you Assuming realize, that I'm doing a good job. I, I know you're a complicated woman, but you realize that's two things. Well, one, no. one thing that motivates me, it let me list off two things. Okay, so I guess you could go back and say, okay, I could be doing something I don't like doing. And if somebody affirmed me in it, it would motivate me a little bit because I would maybe be struggling because I was doing something I wasn't doing. So, okay, you can negate the first part if you want to. <laughs> but I, you know I'm a words of affirmation person. I know you are. So and you're the best. And you did such a good job explaining that. I'm really glad. Aff- I knew the answer already. Aw, you're so sweet. Thanks for those words of affirmation. Yeah. Hey, so, we, we want to hear people's stories, too. Call into the studio line, 877-943-9673. And when you call in, smile on the phone to Ace. He needs your smile today. 877-943-9673. What motivates you? Okay, Martha, go ahead. Okay, Jim. So before we caller calls in, why don't you tell us what made, motivates you? You know, there are times that just a good old kick in the butt is good for me. But for the most time, most part, if I'm working for somebody... <laughs> And I'll remember that. That's, well, no. sometimes you got to do it because sometimes I just get mired in spinning where I'm sitting and, and I need just a, you know what, just get up, go move forward and, you know, move on. Okay, and so, that's just when I'm stuck. But okay. in a regular way, I, you know, I, I have told many past bosses when I've worked for other people, hey, spend some time with me. Just let me, you know, I, I learn from spending time. I enjoy that. It feeds me. Uh, that's one motivation to me. Money is nice, but it is not my primary motivator. If I'm not getting paid, it doesn't totally unmotivate me, but I like getting paid. But money's not my motivator. I, I think it's time. Words of affirmation are nice, but I, I, I really believe people more when they spend time with me. They can give me words, but words sometimes can be empty. Mm, depends on who they're coming from right. and if they're really genuine. But you know, isn't that interesting that both of us picked our main um, love, language. love language. And, you know, that goes to our fact that one of the things that we do in businesses when we are helping them set up um, working with their team is we help them discover, you know, take the love language test at fivelovelanguages.com for their employees and actually make it a part of their nameplate in their office to remind people of what their their uh, love language is for that very reason. So I remember, oh, that that coworker. Quality time is really important to them. So I need to make sure I'm spending time with that employer, employee and, and feeding into them in that way. And that does motivate, just like you said, for you, because that is your key love language. 
I, I can think of a couple other things for me. Challenge. Challenge is a motivator for me. Mm-hmm. I, when somebody says, no way, you can never get this done. There's no way you can take that <laughs> many people on a family uh, retreat. No way. It'll never work. That motivates me because I like to prove people that they're wrong. I, I, I like to help people see outside the box. And when people get stuck inside the box, I like to cut a hole for them so they can get outside the box. That motivates me. Um, and uh, other motivates me when people are hurting. And I get a chance to help them, or maybe they're not hurting, but they just need some help. That motivates me. I love to help people. Yes, you do. Well, I like you know I like to detail their cars. Mm-hmm. You if, see a problem and you want to solve it. I do. Well, no matter what that is, that is true. And sometimes you have to tell me, honey, it's not your problem. Or I don't want a solution. Oh, f- about me? Yes. Yeah, when it's you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> So, Don't fix it. Just listen. That's right. So what motivates you in your workplace? 877-943-9673. Call in today. A rare call-in day. We want to just hear people because, listen, we need to feed into people properly. We all work somewhere. We all do something during the day. Whether you're retired and you're involved in something at church, or maybe you're retired and you're involved in something in your senior community, or maybe you're retired and you're just watching TV Get off the couch and shut the TV off and do something productive. But whatever it is, what? Martha just gave me a look like I shouldn't have said that. No, not at all. Okay, good. Okay, so get off the couch. Okay, so, but whatever it is, we're all part of a team. How do you get motivated? Like, what motivates you to go back to church? Because that's really a large team. What? what, what I mean, what, what keeps you going back to your church? Call into Studio Line. Share with us, 877-943-9673. What's the one thing your boss or a leader over you has done to motivate you? All right, so why is this even important, Martha, that we talk about how to motivate our team and keep them engaged and feeling part of the team? Why why do you think that's important? Well, I think that um, it gives people a whole lot better reason to get up in the morning and assume we're talking about a, a, a regular workplace um, having the motivation to do your job and to do it well. That, that you know, you can drag your feet into work each day or you can go in anticipating what's ahead. And I think there's a huge difference in, in the atmosphere, in your um, camaraderie, in the productivity, all of those things if you have a different attitude. Well, and, and I think, you know, if you're talking in the business sense, if your team's not motivated, you're not making money. Or you're not making the kind of money that you have potentially you could make for the kingdom. If your team's not motivated, you could have really frustrated people. And people are if people aren't motivated and they're not engaged, you're going to lose good people. The people right. that are unmotivated are going to stay. And the really good people are going to go, I am frustrated. I am out of here. See ya. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, so that's a big, am I boring you? Uh, it, it is. He said that because I just yawned. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm human. I oh yawned. My. Call into the studio <laughs> line. Share with us how you're motivated and you could hassle both Martha and I. 877-943-9673. So the, um, so I think motivation, it, it really, without motivation, a team will eventually crumble. Without, yes. without positive motivation. You can keep a team together with negative motivation for a certain period of time, but eventually people will just leave or they'll die. I agree. They will, um, you know, they don't see the purpose of being there anymore or something else that is more motivating to them is going to come along. And we've talked about on the air before the cost of losing a good employee, the whole hiring and firing and letting people go. And if you've trained somebody and they know their job and they can do it well and you lose them because you didn't keep them motivated, 
that was that was a very costly mistake because it doesn't necessarily take extra money to keep someone motivated. So, but let's take that to a different level because not everybody works in a team. Some people are entrepreneurs, so they're their own team. Me, right. myself, and I—a three-person team. Me, myself, and I, or so. But people are part of other teams, like a small group at church, mm-hmm. or a baseball team, or some kind of a local sports team, or. Uh, like a neighborhood service team or something like that. What keeps you motivated there? I mean, for me, on a sports team, we're not on any anymore. We don't have any time. But you know, what kept remember me motivated? back when we used to play co-ed softball for I loved our church? That. that was so much fun. It was fun, and in Minnesota, it wasn't so serious. People just had a good time. It wasn't as hot either. <laughs> it wasn't as hot, but there were more mosquitoes. Yes. But what kept me motivated going back? I was just having a good time. You know, I I, I hate sports that get so competitive. Everybody gets all serious, and they always have to win. That is unmotivating to me. I don't mind winning. But I just want to have a good time. You don't mind winning. I don't. It's but okay it's not, but it's once not, in a while. But it's not important to me to win all the time. Because, because you know, that's real life. You don't win all the time. Correct. I was just going to say something that kind of contradicts that, but only in the sense that, you know, when you do are involved in something, whether it's for pay or not pay, but you're seeing results from it. That motivates you to keep doing it. Now, that doesn't mean you have to win all the time. But if you see that you're improving your game, that you're working together better as a team, that you have more um, cohesiveness, whatever it might be, I think those are things that motivate you to stay a part of that team as well. Well, that, that brings me up. Okay, so like golf. Okay, and I'm not motivated to play golf very often. My father loves to play golf. So whenever we're together, we always try to play at least one game. Mm-hmm. But we've played some chamber tournaments where um, we played golf on, on a best ball kind of team, you and right. me and some other people. And and what keeps you motivated going there is if just one time they actually use your shot. <laughs> Just one time. That would be good. That would be good. I think I may have had a putt maybe that was used. (laughs) Martha told me the other day that she doesn't mind golfing as long as we only golf like six or seven holes. Yeah, I said I wish they could change the game so that instead of just nine or 18, you had like a six hole option. That would be perfect for me. (laughs) What we could do is we just play six holes and then just give you you par on everything else. You stop. You quit. It's I didn't want to use the quitting You can't make it nine well, holes. The only th- well, do you, you pick the ball up and throw it. If that's what you got to do. That one time we, I made it 12 and then you and your dad kept playing and I was like, I'm done. See you at home. Yeah. <laughs> but being part of a team, it's, you know, really all of our lives, we're part of teams everywhere. What motivates you to be on the team? What motivates you to stay engaged? What motivates you to go to work every day? I know you got a reason. Tell us. Call into the studio line, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. What motivates you to stay part of your church? What motivates you to stay part of your family? And that's something, Martha, we didn't talk about much, is family is a team as well. And we really, you know, there's some times where being part of the family team is not maybe as easy as it is other days. And we find a lot of people... Uh, after years of neglecting their marriage, people get unmotivated to stay married. So it's one of those things, just like appreciation at work is super important to keep you engaged. Boy, appreciation at home is also really, I mean, marriage is work. Yes. 
Yeah, thank you for that. That was just very good. Very good. Hey, <laughs> That was a deep answer. Hey, we did get a caller during the break, and she wasn't ready to be on the air yet today, but Shay called in from Plant City, and she said her past motivates her. She had a rough past, but decided that she'll not allow Satan to use it to control her. And boy, is that ever a great insight. And it's so true for all of us. Each one of us has a soft, sore spot from something that happened to us in our past. Well, in fact, you were talking about marriage and the fact that when we're working with couples that they're in a second marriage or going into a second marriage, that truly motivates them to make it a, make it different this time and to work harder on it being a successful uh, team. Yes, it does. I mean, and you'd hope so. You're like, well, if it didn't work the first time, what? Let's do it totally different this time. Let's really work on it. Because uh, let me just go back to what I was making the point that Shay made. The point that, you know, Satan keeps reminding her of her past. like, no, Satan doesn't get used to control her. But, and that's so true with every one of us. Every one of us has a sore, sensitive spot from something that happened in our past that the enemy likes to push on. He likes to press the button and, and and get us irritated or down or to remind us about it, whatever it may be. Maybe it's a past sin life that you're involved in. And the enemy likes to keep throwing that garbage, your old baggage in front of you and uses it as a distraction to tell you you're not worthy or to tell you you're not worthy to be part of the team or, you know, you're I mean, just to devalue you as a person. But our Heavenly Father says, that's garbage. Tell them to get out of here. We sometimes have to tell the enemy, just like, you know what? You are insignificant here. The blood of Jesus already paid for my past. I'm moving on. And, and that's what it means to be a Christ follower. The enemy doesn't get a chance to dictate. We get a chance to dictate to the enemy because he's no longer our Lord. Jesus is. And that motivation, that's why it should really transform how we manage people, how we participate in teams. Um, much like, you know, we have a rear view mirror to look at what's behind us, but that's not where we're going. We're going at what's ahead. And we were having a conversation earlier today with somebody who was talking about the difference between um, when we look at ourselves and we say, I'm a sinner and we're, we're keeping in that defeated mode as opposed to being focused on, I'm a sinner that's been saved by grace and I'm now a child of God. And that difference, because you're looking at, um, you know, being not constantly condemned for the sin that's in our past, but being forgiven and then allowing Christ to work in our lives. Well, and that the same person we talked to today also said, listen, and we represent the righteousness of God yeah. because Jesus, Jesus's blood on the cross paid for our past, present and future sins. God doesn't see us and see all of our sin. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, God sees Jesus. He sees us as righteous. The enemy just keeps trying to remind us that we're no good he just he's constantly flowing lies because he wants us to spend eternity with him because he'll be lonely. But no, I want to be with my Lord and Savior, Jesus. All right, but how does this go into motivation? Ladies and gentlemen, listening to the I Work For Him show today, let me just break something to you. We all need to be motivated. We know we need to be we need to know. I mean, the number one motivator. What is the number one motivator? What is it, the number one motivator, Jim? Love. Love is the number one motivator. Everybody does stuff out of love for others. Yes, we we interpret it. You got it. Words of affirmation. I'm talking about quality time. Mm. But it's love. Love is the number one motivator. That's what motivated Jesus to do what he did on the cross. Because if true. not for that, we'd all be lost. Mm-hmm. Love motivated, motivated him to sacrifice everything. First of all, he had to give up Godship in order to shove himself in a body of a human, a baby. Mm-hmm. And... To live a life within time, bound by the restrictions of earth, 
and then to die for doing nothing but good stuff, it's amazing. But let's go back to this motivation thing, because, and if you've got something that motivates you, as Shay said, and Shay, thanks for listening to I Work For Him. We're so grateful for you to listen, that you're listening to him, that you're not, Shay said, she's not allowing Satan to use her past to control her. She's allowing Jesus to pay for that past and move on and let her future motivate her. And that's really, that's a key point. Letting our future motivate us. We got a lot to look forward to. We do. We got maybe 70, 60, 70, 80 years here on earth that will be some days tough and some days not so tough, but we're going to have an eternity, which is unfathomable for most of us. Yeah, I was just reading recently in scripture, and I think it may have even been in Jesus Calling, where Sarah Young was um, reiterating it and saying how, you know, God lives outside of time. We cannot really wrap our heads around what the future really is for us as far as time is concerned, because it's outside of that. But um, some days we think are very long here and and truly it all goes by very quickly and and the eternity in heaven is going to be uh, amazing. Well, and you think about just even trying to understand and imagine what eternity is like. You know, we drove a couple hundred miles today before the show. Imagine if you had, you know, and that took us about four and a half to five hours. Okay. Imagine if you walked it, how long would a couple hundred miles take you? Yeah. Well, instead of four or five hours, it could take you 10 or 15 days. Well, imagine if you were an ant and you had to do that same distance. Well, how long would it take you? Maybe it would take you a year or two years or three years. I don't know. Uh, we could calculate it. I'm sure if we had, you know, a calculator here, we could figure it out. And, but that's still not eternity. But just think about mm-hmm. that in perspective of our lifetimes. And, and, and you know, we 50 years went by really fast. I can't imagine what, what eternity, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. We're off the track. Of, but motivation. <laughs> we're talking about our future motivating. We are, that's where and, we and went that's with that. Where okay, good. Because our future, and, and really in our jobs, the future does motivate us. Uh, Jim, if you do a really good job in this project, you're going to get a promotion. Jim, if you do a really good job in this project, I'll give you more responsibility. Jim, if you do a really good job in this project, I'm going to give you a pat on the back and a day off. Jim, if you do a really good job in this project, I'm going to give you a day off, a raise, and more responsibility. Jim, if you do a good job... I'm going to take care of you. That's motivating. Right. And, and if you can really see it make a difference, nothing's more demotivating than working really hard and getting it 99% right in the boss going, yeah, but you missed that 1%, didn't you? I'm like, mm. yeah, I just worked a hundred hours extra and you are upset about that. You are all golfing, you know, whatever that, that goes to the negative side. Let's go to the positive side. You get motivated by appreciation. So you bring up a good point and you didn't even know it. What something I thought of nice. is communication in general is a huge motivator. Everywhere. Not every waiting till the end of the project to be told once that you did a great job and oh here I see a mistake that you made, but during the whole project as it's getting set up, you know, be affirming that person and saying, you know, you've been selected for this because of how good you are at whatever the the xyz and then being throughout the process um, giving the feedback so you're not surprised at the end when there's one little thing that well, they were unhappy about right well you just described bad management and that, that's not the topic right. for today but that's really true i mean people i mean communication i mean it, it's in marriage in every relationship communication is really important you know it's time for a book highlight segment and we'd like to open up the phone lines. You can call in the phone lines for one of two items right now. You can call in and share how you are motivated 
in a proper way? How, what motivates you to stay part of your team? Whether it's at work or maybe it's a different kind of team, what motivates you? 877-943-9673. How about what motivates you to call in? Is it because we give away books or because you want to participate in the conversation? Uh, we've got a copy of About My Father's Business, Taking Your Faith to Work. What happens to your faith at work? The truth is when we go to work, we don't have to check our faith at the door. About My Father's Business offers a proven natural process for becoming a spiritual leader at work, regardless of the position or title. Get a copy of this book. I'll give it away to you free. 877-943-9673. Ace, maybe it's because I did. Oh, somebody's calling. Ace, you got to get that phone. You can't talk to me. Yeah, but by the way, I, I want to say this. One motivation for people to call is probably to talk to me, don't you think? That's what it is. Oh, there you That's go. That's what it is. All right, so we uh, put a post out there on Facebook inviting people to call into the show and share what motivates them. And uh, I don't know, who knows? Maybe that's why the phones are going crazy. Maybe. Okay, so why is it, why is keeping our teams motivated important? For those people just signing in right now is at the bottom of the half hour, why do you think, Martha, it's important to keep our teams motivated? Well, we want people to stay engaged in whatever team it is that we are, if we are the leader of the team or even a participant in the team. If nobody really wants to be there, it's really not a lot of fun, whether, like you said, it's a small group or something in your neighborhood, a community service uh, or your work, all of those things. um, If people don't want to be there, then eventually it's just going to fall apart. So keeping them motivated to... um, grow and improve and all of that is an important part of it yeah i don't even know what the point is of having a team if you don't want to keep people motivated because if you don't keep people motivated to be on your team they're not gonna have much of a team the team will fall apart yeah We've seen it's, it. it's like the you know if we go with the sports analogy and you talk about playing a game with somebody and nobody ever wants to practice but and then you're not very good and you you're not really even know how to make any plays then ooh, Here, really here's the ultimate question what keeps Green Bay Packers fans and Cubs fans coming back. What motivates them to keep being fans year after year? Hey, we've got Karen calling in from Largo to talk motivation. Karen, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. I'm ironing and I'm enjoying uh, what you're talking about. Well, so Karen, talk to to us about what motivates you. Okay. Uh, I've been on a team for 50 years. And uh, that team has motivated me, and I've been uh, motivated in ways of overcoming more than anything, which each little trial that uh, besets you in marriage, you've got the trial of, of, you know, just marriage in itself, and then you've got the children, and then you have the education, and then you have, you know, on and on. And, of course, now we're on the other side. And children are all doing well with multiple grandchildren, and life is good, but we are getting older. And the thing right now that motivates me most is each time we overcome and realize that we've learned something by overcoming. So who was the primary motivator in your marriage of 50 years? As you celebrated that just recently with several hundred people, how, how did you, how do you stay motivated during those days or just a little rough? Um, uh, my people, my church, my friends, even more than family, church people, you take prayers to them mm. and they, they pray for you. Uh, kids worry. And, of course, parents sometimes don't tell them things, so they won't. <laughs> um, but we can be, you know, honest and bear our hearts 
to our friends that our roots have grown deep into. And, you know, it, it, it's harder when you're on the move and harder uh, for one of my children that has not found a church, and when he does, something happens and it causes difficult and they move on. And, you know, your roots are your people. Mm. And uh, life has made it harder and harder today. And uh, 38 years in our church has grown our, our, our roots very deep. And I think, you know, just as wanting to share one of our, well, our biggest joy of 50 years of marriage, we didn't even think twice about a cruise or a tremendous, wonderful whatever. We wanted to do it with our people that we love, has supported us, has grown us, has invested in us and has kept us on our toes. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that, Karen. I appreciate uh, your friendship, your listening to I Work For Him, and, of course, the input that you and your husband have always given to Martha and I as well. So we're so grateful that you're that you're tuning in, listening to us, and that you can always give us that feedback, too, because we learn a lot from you and your husband. That's Thanks right. Thanks so much. Thank we you. love you both. All Thank right. you. See you later. All right, so, Martha, I think it really does. What about my question? What do you think keeps Cubby fans coming back? Ace, you got an idea on that one? What do you think keeps Cubs fans keep coming back year after year? year after year without a World Series championship. They, well, they're hoping that this is the year for them to finally win it. That's why they keep coming back. But last year was supposed to be the year because that's what Back to the yeah. Future predicted. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's true. Uh, but they went as far as they've been in a long time. And so for them, it's okay. You know what? They went far last year. Let's see if they go all the way this year. It's the hope. Okay, oh, so you're saying the good word. And they do have Ben Zobris, so that's good. Okay, so listen, we're talking about what motivates you, and it's so important that we understand that. Because here, you want to make it easier for yourself at work, or maybe you're in a team, just tell people, here's what motivates me. Here's what motivates me. How about how about that? Just make it easy because I can tell people, listen, you got to spend some time with me. I need words of affirmation. I don't need a lot of coaxing because if somebody gives me a job, I know what to do. But just tell them people. But sometimes people just, even though you tell them what motivates you, they don't listen. Yeah, I think that's a great point as a manager or somebody, if you're leading a team, is to communicate that with them. Um, and a lot of people may look at you and think, well, he doesn't even need motivated. I do, though, don't I? You do. You do. But it's, How often? Um, regularly. I don't know how often. But I'm not but like a, a moldy person no, sitting around. But no. there are times but where... It's, but sometimes it's emotional motivation. It doesn't mean you're not going to do the task because you're not lazy. But motivation is a lot deeper than just getting the work done. It's how you feel about when you're doing it, too. So that's really important. All right. So it is uh, really... It's a, I like talking about motivation. I just think about, okay what has really made an impact on my life when people have motivated me. And sometimes it's just, I'm just excited to be part of somebody else's team to be able to learn underneath them. Uh, so we've got another caller. Al Akir is calling in from Tampa to talk about motivation. Al, what's going on in your life today? Well, how do you get motivated? I get motivated by great leadership. Uh, I, I, specifically to the question that you had indicated about how do Cubs fans and Packers fans, <laughs> why do they continue to be season ticket holders when their teams don't win championships and only have won one in the past decade. I think when you go all the way up to upper management, when you, as John Maxwell, 21, the irrefutable laws of leadership, mm -hmm. he speaks about the law of the lid. A group can only be as successful and grow to where the leadership is. And when, when I think about why I like doing what I do if I'm going to do something, if I'm not spearheading it, if there's great leadership involved, they make you want to be there. 
Mm-hmm. They, they implore you, motivate you to want to continue to come back. And you're working for a common something, not a whole bunch of individualized, just like a team. It's together. Everybody achieves more. So we're not just individually trying to do something. We're all individual contributors. So you're saying being part of a bigger team is motivating you if, if everybody's got a common goal. And so it, it helps you Absolutely. get up. Okay. All right. It, it does help. It does help. And and more importantly, though, I spoke of very, really good leadership. Yeah. Because that, that's what motivates. When my pastor, when he's preaching a fiery message, when he's sharing the word of God, and I'm, I'm now motivated and I'm implored to go out and share, to go and do. I'm recharged, ready to go forward and do something else with that word. So I, church, leadership, work, et cetera, I think great leadership has a really, really vital part in how someone's motivated. Alec here, what church do you go to? It's called GDG Ministries, Glory to Glory in Temple Terrace. Okay, just want to make sure you give a good plug. It was a great church out there. we got to give good plugs. Alec here, thank you so much for <laughs> calling into I Work for Him today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for thank having you. me. Bless you. All right, so this motivation thing, it really resonates with people, though, because we all want to be motivated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's days where sometimes the list is so overwhelming, I don't know where to start. And, and that's where I think sometimes you have to give me a little kick or a nudge to get me going. Well, I was thinking about that when Karen was um, calling, who called in earlier, was talking about going to other people within the church and praying for each other and stuff. Really, that's what accountability is all about. And accountability can keep you motivated when maybe in your own team, you're not getting the motivation that you need, but you know you need to keep persevering. That's where you can get that. You know, I think it's important for us to talk about some of the signs of an unmotivated team or maybe an unmotivated team member. Because I... It used to be in the old days that managers managed people and the people did the work and managers focused on managing more than they did tasks. Now in the new economy of of the you know the 21st century, managers manage people and they also have lots of tasks to do. Mm-hmm. Often it means if you're going to be a manager, it means you're going to work way more than 40 hours because you got to manage people, which is complicated, and get tasks done. Right. If you notice that you have a person who's not as motivated, it is takes way less time to let them do nothing than to go invest in them and find out what's going on. But a good manager will definitely uh, invest and figure out, what, hey, what's going on? I mean, sit down. I mean, that's, that's that whole, when you're looking for opportunities to pray with people, it's part of the I Work for Him Nation, and notice when people are down and you say, hey, you don't seem yourself today. What's going on? Let me pray with you. What What's causing you not to be motivated? Because sometimes people are just in the wrong spot at work. Right. I was just thinking about how you were saying, know your people. We've talked about that before. You need to know the, um, the normal personality of the people around you so that when something is down or they're discouraged, that you're recognizing that and paying attention to it. Hey, I forgot to remind people, we've got a book to give away today yes. about my father's business. This, this book is really great about helping you Understand how to engage people in your workplace and take them to the next level in their faith by engaging with them. About my father's business, you can call in the studio line, 877-943-9673. Get a copy of this book, 877-943-9673. So I, I think what's important to understand is that motivating each person is different. Just like raising each child in your home can be different. Well, you can try to do it all the same. Yeah, but it's not really always that effective. <laughs> it, won't, it won't work. When you look at your the three siblings and you and your family mm-hmm. and my two siblings, every we're different. We're very different people. And what motivates us is very different. Yes. Yeah, so our parents had to parent us differently. 
And usually the older kids don't like that about the younger kids because they always think we get it easier. Oh, I didn't get it easier. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get it easier. But I also gave my parents lots to invest in me about. All right, we're talking about what motivates you. What motivates you to stay engaged in your team? What motiv- What do you use for motivation to keep your team engaged? Why is this important? Listen, Jesus motivated a team of 12 misfits and they changed the world. What are you doing today? What motivates you to keep part of your team? What motivates your team to stay motivated and stay fully engaged? Whether you're a manager or whether you're part of that team, whether you're in the trenches, I think it's really important to understand we all need motivation and some days we need more than others. Some days just getting out of bed, we need motivation and the alarm is just not enough. But some days when we recognize how good we really have it, that we've got an eternity to look to as a future, it, it, I mean, everything ahead of us is amazing. And that should be motivation enough, but sometimes it's not. Hey, we got a question from one of our I Work For Him uh Facebook followers, uh, I post, we, Martha and I posted a video out there asking people to call in today and share what motivates them. And one of our listeners said, hey, Jim, why do you wear a name badge for a radio show? <laughs> Martha? It's it's so in case I forget his name, I can just look over and say, hey, Jim. <laughs> or it could be we were on appointments all day today and we always wear name tags when we're out there. So people, when they're talking to you out of a courtesy, in case they forget your name, you can remind them with a little name badge. It's just a courtesy thing. And just for the record, I still have mine on as yes, well. And uh, that's how I don't forget her name. All right. So how does living your faith out in your leadership role at work play into motivating your team? Here's what it is, people. If you're a leader in your business, whether you're an owner, whether you're a supervisor, a manager, maybe you're just a team lead, whatever it may be, the, if, if you proclaim your faith at all, they're watching you. They're watching you like a hawk to see if your faith is real. And if they find out that your faith is real, which means that they find out that you really love them, oh my goodness, your faith plays a big part. It sure does. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do this because I don't want to seem like a hypocrite. Okay, then that's good motivation to keep you on a straight and narrower path. But we all screw up. We sure do. And that's where you need to be honest and just go back and say, you know what? I made a mistake. I lost my temper. I, you know, didn't tell you that I had an appointment. You didn't know where I was, whatever it might be that may seem to have been um, something, you know, negative and just say, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I need to move on and do this better next time. And I want you to to understand how important that is. If you ever did that to somebody you work with, whether you're their supervisor, you're their coworker, if you apologize for your behavior and ask them for their forgiveness, Mm. your workplace will never be the same again because that doesn't happen, people. You talk about the number one motivator being love. That's the most biggest demonstration of love because that's what Jesus did for us. I mean, this whole conversation about motivation, Martha, makes me want to go out and go hire another big team of people. I, I loved having a team of people. Yeah, you said Jesus did that, though, but Jesus never made a mistake. So we got to... I don't know. No, don't. he didn't, but he motivated and he had he had 12 guys and 500 people that followed him everywhere. And he motivated these people, you know, yes. 11 of the guys that were left. And, and those 11 guys changed the world because they were so motivated by his love for them. And, you know, this goes back into the conversation of servant leadership, which we haven't talked about in a long time. But that's really 
Uh, one a topic of the, for another day, then. Another topic for another day. All right, we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for the callers. Really appreciate the callers and appreciate your input and sharing what motivates you. It's so important that we recognize and help the people around you understand mm-hmm. what motivates you. Tell them what, what it means when you, are, when you feel appreciated. This is what it looks like. So they know. Don't make people guess. Just help them out. Thanks so much. Ace Andrews did a great job answering all those phone calls today. He, as always, performed with excellence. We learned today that our faith can impact our workplace by loving people. It motivates people. If you're a supervisor, a manager, a team lead, the people that work underneath you need to know you love them and you can motivate them through that love. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.